Full Scope, a podcast with two guys in their 20s giving their perspective on the games that we love, headlines of pop culture, and the meaning mind at all. I'm your host, Winter Burns, and my counterpart, Savon Morris, was not able to be on for this one, but I'm joined by a special guest, Ali Henny. Um, she was on in the end for a past episode, vice president of the Witness PCC and host of Homing the Roots podcast. Um, also has a book uh, coming up in June, I believe. Um, I called I called I Won't Shut Up Finding Your Voice When the World Tries to Silence You. Um, Ali, thank you so much, so much for being on this episode. Thank you for having me on. It's so exciting to be on here with you, Wellington. I, I really appreciate y'all having me back on again. No problem. And for this episode, we're going to do a, an exclusive review of Creed 3. And, and me and Ali talked about it before. This will be filled with, with, with spoilers. So, you, so if you haven't seen it, pause it and, and go watch it first. But um, to start with the overview, uh, Creed 3 is a sports drama film directed by and starring Michael B. Jordan in his feature directorial debut from a screenplay by Keenan Kugler and Zach Balin. Um, this is the third film in the Creed, uh, Creed series and also the overall ninth in the Rocky film series, also starring Tessa Thompson, Jonathan Majors, Wood Harris, Florian uh, Montenegro, and uh, Felicia Rashad. It's also the first in the series without Sylvester Stallone, had a budget of $75 million and brought in 105.8 million into the box office. Um, and it has an 88% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, so you, Ali, to start it off, like, what were your initial thoughts on a film that kind of like took a different storyline and, you know, really had the characters evolve and, and grow throughout in it? So I absolutely love it. Um, I will probably say this multiple times uh, throughout this, but I am a a huge Rocky fan. Mm. Um, I actually started watching Rocky because I wanted to see uh, Creed 2 whenever Creed 2 came out. I hadn't seen any of the Creed movies. Um, I grew up with Rocky. Like I grew up with that. I grew up, I'm old enough to remember um, when like the movies, when when some of them, not all of them. (laughs) Just Rocky Five, yeah, yeah. I just I remember Rocky, Rocky Five, the worst one. <laughs> you know that one gets a bad. I'm I'm, not, I'm gonna hold my tongue, but that one that one gets a bad. Rocky Five gets such a bad rap. Okay. But I remember whenever Rocky Five came out, and then of course like Rocky Four was always like on cable and stuff. Yep. And then of course the, the other the other um, three movies, it was always kind of an event at my house. You know, people it would be on. So I kind of grew up with it. Mm-hmm. Um, grew up with it kind of in the background and was a, like broadly aware of what the story was, but I didn't really actually like sit down to watch Rocky until um, Creed two came out. And actually I heard um, an interview that your brother Tyler did with Michael B. Jordan a few, yeah. a few years ago. And so he was talking about it. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll jump. <laughs> I got to get into it. <laughs> and, and, get, and get into this. Yeah. And so I watched all the other movies so I could watch Creed 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then, yeah, so, you know, um, every year since then, sometimes even multiple times a year, I've watched all the Rocky movies through, mm. have seen them, have analyzed them, and all that. So all that to say, you know, coming into, uh, coming into Creed 3, um, I definitely I wasn't sure what to what to expect. I wasn't sure what the story was going to be like, but I was definitely I was even actually surprised that there was going to be a Creed 3. Honestly, Um, I was too. After Creed 2, I was just like, where can they really go? Where can can it go? I was like. Exactly. It was like, okay, so I guess this is like the end of the Creed series. We only got two Creeds, like whatever. I was just like, I just didn't expect there to be another Creed movie. So whenever I was up in the theater and it was like, Creed 3, I was like, what? Creed, like, like I, I like I, I was clutching my pearls but I'm so happy that there was a Creed that there was a Creed 3 and going into it um going into it but on the strength of the of the previews and everything I had I had really high expectations for it right. um just in terms I, let, let me rephrase that I had high expectations in terms of um I, I had high expectations because of, of Jonathan Majors. I'll say that oh, yeah. that was that was that was my expectations was jo- was Jonathan Majors was seeing was seeing him, um, seeing him and all in all of his goodness. Um, but like, <laughs> like I'm just I'm just I'm just, being, I'm just gonna be real. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take it. I'm just gonna take that. I was, gonna be real. I, was I was you know I'm a, I'm a very this is woman, who I want to see. <laughs> but, but you know yes, it's like it's like that that was who that was who because because I wasn't even really into Jonathan before that. 
but then I was like, I saw that, that I was like, I don't have to, like, a lot of my friends were like, ooh, Jonathan Majors, oh my goodness, Jonathan Majors, he is so, and I was just like, hey, whatever, I'm like, I don't care, I don't got, I don't got time for Jonathan Majors, <laughs> but then I saw that Creed 3 preview, and I was like, okay, I, I got, I got a little bit of time, I got, yeah, let me, I got, I got, let me, let me carve out, let me, let me carve out 15 minutes for, for, for Mr. Majors here after I saw that preview, um, but I was very curious about where the story was going to go. I wasn't sure what story they were they were they had left to tell. But I right. was it, it defied my expectations in that in that respect. Yeah, absolutely. And another like another big part of this uh, of the buildup of this movie was Michael B. Jordan directing it. Like when when you have like a movie star like him who's been in so many um, like premier films has had has had a long history of even even child acting. What were your kind of expectations for even what he was going to do with it? Because sometimes people can be skeptical of when an actor gets into that lane, but it really feels like he he fell into it seamlessly and really kind of handled it uh, perfectly. Yeah, I was, I was, that was some of the part whenever it was like he was directing it, like he was producing and directing it. That was sort of, that was what I was skeptical of at first. Now, definitely knowing his history in the industry is like, I didn't, I did, wasn't expecting like, oh, this is just going to be, this is going to be horrible and terrible right. or whatever. Um, but sometimes, like as a direct, as an actor, and then coming to a director, sometimes it takes, people who who have been on the other side of the lens it takes time for their vision and stuff to mature mm -hmm. um from the the anecdote at least the anecdotal things that i that i often hear is that actors a lot of times make really good directors because they because they know um what it's like to to be on to to be in front of the camera and so right. they're a little bit so they're so they're usually actors are usually not always but usually good um directors and stuff to work for but i was very impressed with the maturity of his vision and if you had told me that this was his directorial debut um i would like like i like if i, I would if have they thought had it was like his it, third or fourth i wouldn't yeah, have thought like it was if, his actual first if they hadn't said like i i was really skeptical about it i was like okay but but did like did he go to film school like mm -hmm. what like so, like is this just his first is this his, his first you know kind of studio film or something like that but his vision his vision for this movie um, was was very mature for somebody that you know. Obviously, he's been in the industry and all of that, right. but he just did very well. And then the fact that he and I actually asked him this. I had the opportunity to interview him and oh, wow. um, Jonathan Majors very just very briefly. We only had it was like a little, it was a junket. It was a press junket, so it was only um, I only had about I think my 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 interview uh, recording was only like 12 minutes long or something like that. But I actually asked him um, what it was like directing himself. And he was saying that, you know, there's a, there's a lot more added responsibility to be an actor and the director. There's a lot more added responsibility of being the director. But honestly, um, you know, I think that, that, uh, Michael B. Jordan should direct himself in more movies. Um, you know, and, and that was something too, that I felt like a lot of Adonis's, um, a lot of his scenes like it didn't like the movie is about him adonis is in the movie but it felt like he wasn't like in the movie as much yeah. and you would think like you know an, an actor would be like oh i'm being i'm being loved like i ever seen but i think that he should direct himself a lot more i think that that his performance was so was so strong he was able to he was able to bring a range out in his acting um that i have not previously seen before and i'm not an extensive um connoisseur of his work um but even just thinking about comparing him um a against the different creed movies i felt like that there was that there was um a little bit more depth that he was able to bring out in adonis and some yeah. of that i i couldn't help but wonder if that was if that was the direction mm -hmm. absolutely um, and now getting to our first topic uh, from one to four stars, uh, what would you give it? Um, I would go three uh, with, with three stars because I feel as though there were nuanced performances from both Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors and just how it explores Adonis, the, the man as a father, son, husband uh, and brother, which is done exceptionally well. Um, but to you from one to four stars, uh, what would be your particular rating for it? Honestly, I would give it a I would give it five stars. I, I would give it five out of four stars. Um, I thought and the reason for that is because of what I felt like that this movie did. Mm. So first of all, I feel like that 
Creed two, Creed three, excuse me. Well, I mean, I could say this of Creed two, but it's even truer of Creed three. Mm-hmm. Raises the bar for what franchise movies are, mm-hmm. like point point blank and period. Um, it this movie, it felt like. It felt like a beginning more than an ending, um, and that was something. Whenever, whenever I interviewed them, he he said that it, Michael said that it was kind of it was a mix of a sequel and an origin story, and I felt that mm-hmm. in in the in, in the way that the movie that the movie was, and so it felt like Creed three is probably about the only movie in the entire Rocky franchise that you could watch and not have seen any of the other movies. Yeah, you don't even have to. Um, you, don't, you don't have to see any of the other movies. Does it give you more context for what's happening? Sure. Do you get some of the different little references and, and callbacks to the other movies? Absolutely. But I don't feel like you, you had to have seen any of the Creed movies or any of the other Rocky movies, for that matter, mm-hmm. um, to, to understand what was happening in this movie. And so I really felt like that, it raised the bar for franchise movies. Sometimes franchise movies get to a place and not, and I'm not talking just sequels. Cause I think that there's a difference between a sequel and a franchise movie. Yeah. Like a sequel is you're just, you're, you're telling like the continuation of a story or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, you're going back, whatever a franchise movie is. There's a, there's a whole brand, there's a whole world, there's a whole thing that's kind of built within that. Right. And I think that, that the trouble with, um, a, an issue that sequels and franchise movies share is that sometimes there gets to be a point where they become overly self-referential. Mm-hmm. And so they become so self-referential that it's like, it beca- it's like high school kids, like with like an inside joke and it just keeps going yeah, and going and going, going. And, and it builds up on itself. And so then like, if you aren't a high school kid who is in on the inside joke, you just to be here like, <laughs> what is what like what's what's happening right. what's the matter with your face what's what's going on like why is this why is this like this right mm-hmm. um and so sometimes i think that that seek that the that the trouble of sequels and in, in both sequels and franchise movies is that they become overly self-referential and then the other aspect that i think is an issue with franchise movies is that franchise movies constantly have to outdo themselves yes. because especially movies that are that are action movies they constantly are having to outdo themselves like i think i i have not seen a single fast and furious movie oh i remember when the fast and the furious came out Number i had 10. a car <laughs> i came so like i like i started like driving whenever fast and the furious came out mm. um right around that time and so i had like the type of car that like it was just 94 honda civic like it wasn't that fancy but i but i had like a lot of guys who would want who would try like to buy my car for from me because they wanted their car they wanted to do like all the stuff yeah. like what they did on fast and the furious i've not seen a single one of those movies i only <laughs> know it i i've again like not not nary a one in 10 have i seen mm. but i keep up with it because the previews with the previews in theaters since they've been come back to theaters there's a point with fast yeah. and the furious i don't know there was like there's like six of them that wasn't even <laughs> that didn't even come in that was straight to video or whatever but like they, they the the gimmicks keep getting mm-hmm. bigger. The yep. action keeps gotta getting the, keeps the getting one. bigger because it's got because it's got to outdo it's got to outdo the last one. So right. don't get like again if you're a fast fan, don't come for me. Like don't try to check me. I'm not saying that your movies are bad. I'm just saying that like franchise movies have to continuously have to continually try to outdo themselves. Right. And Creed three avoids that. It's not trying to outdo itself. It's not trying an issue with with sports movies and an issue with the Rocky franchise in particular is that Rocky Rocky one through five and then Rocky Balboa because there's six Rocky yeah. movies except for they didn't have Rocky six they just called I forgot Rocky about Rocky six. Balboa that was Rocky Balboa <laughs> a lot a lot of people forget but they keep on contriving reasons for Rocky to fight somebody. Right. And so and they keep contriving reasons for, for, for Rocky to for Rocky to fight somebody. And there gets to be a point, there gets to be a point, honestly, like Rock and Rocky Four, 
the original cut of Rocky Four. Now the recut that Sylvester Stallone did of Rocky Four that he released, I think it was in 2020 for like the 35th anniversary um, for it. Now that is a much better movie. That for me, that is mm. the real Rocky Four. That movie is so much better than the original Rocky Four. I could have a whole like dissertation and analysis of Rocky Four because Rocky, the original Rocky Four, I guess what would probably be like the canonical Rocky Four. Is horrible. Is actually my least favorite of the franchise. I think that Rocky Five gets a very bad rap. Um, it, it gets it gets a Rocky bad. Rocky Four rap. is very popular. It might be the most. Rocky Four. Everybody <laughs> loves Rocky Four. Is probably the most yeah, popular it one. Might be the most popular one. And and like I always I always make people mad with this because I'm like this is horrible this is Cold War propaganda I understand like because I because I was born I was born the year that Rocky Four came out in ni- 1985 I was born in that year um, so I have memory of the Cold War I remember the Berlin Wall coming down now I didn't understand what any of that meant like mm-hmm. in the world but I knew but I like I remember the Cold War I remember uh, Ronald Reagan I remember Mikhail Gorbachev like I remember all I have memory of all this stuff but it didn't mean to me the same way I have a sister who's 12 years older than me who's a Gen Xer and that was like so I have a lot of Gen X stuff because of because of my sister um who was who was in middle school and high school whenever whenever I was growing up and I get it I understand why it's a thing for folks but bro that movie that the the original one is is it's so bad like I'm like y'all need to give Rocky five a chance like I understand Yes, I, it's super contrived. There's things that they. It, there's, it's almost there's like problems. Godfather Three. It's almost like Godfather. The, the original Godfather Three is not that good, but the recut version is way uh, better. Yes, and I watched yes. it over Christmas break way better. Yes, it's 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 the yes the exact the exact thing. And what Rocky Five suffers from is is. I think Rocky Five suffers from it did not probably have the budget that it needed to have. And then it also suffers from the fact that it was released in 1990. Yeah. And I think and I feel like that that movie so and actually this is also the problem with Rocky 4 that there's that there's like an issue with cuz Rocky 3 has it a little bit where you get into like the 80s and like the 80s and early 90s like movies were just really really even movies that were trying to be serious were just like could really kind be. of campy yeah. in a way it's like they just it just like movies just could not be serious like there are there are a few movies that really that that really they had to be like drama 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 dramas like yeah whatever but but there's there's just there was just something about that time that a lot of kind of like your general market movies just really were like a lot of your stuff that wasn't like r-rated stuff so like a lot of your your pg movies mm-hmm. even like your pg-13 movies were just decent storylines maybe but just were campy in a, in a way that just doesn't that just doesn't hold up it, it just it for whatever right. reason it just it doesn't it doesn't hold doesn't up to, well. to today's it, it it just did it did not age well mm-hmm. but rocky's five's problem is that it was made in 1990 when it probably should have been it probably would have done better but it was made even like three or four years later so it was suffering from it suffered from um probably not enough budget mm-hmm. poor writing um just they were just trying to shamelessly like have another have another sequel have another way because yeah. because also that was the same time period where the godfather where the godfather 3 came out that was that they came out i think godfather 3 was like 1990 or 1991 um might have been 1990 yeah, it actually 90, still yeah. it was it was godfather, godfather 3 was 1990 mm. And so I think that there was this whole, like, you know, trying to revisit, trying to remake and whatever, but that I'm saying way too many words about that. But I think that, um, it, that, that, that it suffers that, that, that the franchise suffers from trying to constantly outdo itself and constantly trying to contrive reasons for Rocky Balboa to fight people where Creed just did Creed three especially because I mean the the whole storyline is like Adonis is older he's retired he's whatever and so they so Creed three just he becomes like he becomes a promoter he's yeah. he's uh, he's training people he's he's running Delphi gym they completely defied that and like yes you know he gets in the ring and we could maybe say well is is some of that contrived but I don't think it is I think it's like he's like. The, his whole his fight with dame is a it's not about him getting a title it's not about him whatever it's literally like this dude is being self-destructive he's trying to destroy me he's whatever and so the only thing that he's gonna hear 
is if I get in this ring with him. It was a respect. He has a, if yeah, he, it was more of a respect yeah, fight. Than it, was more, it was more of a, like a respect thing than yeah. a, oh, we, we're trying to make Adonis Creed the champion. Like that was like, and I felt like that it even, like I'm saying like so much stuff about this, but I'm so like over analytical <laughs> about this. But like, I th- I feel like that to not to make the comparison, make the comparison, but to me, Creed three in some ways is, is a good analog to Rocky one mm. in that the original Rocky, the outcome of the fight didn't actually matter. Rocky loses yeah. the first, yes, the first fight. The whole thing was, it was, it was a moral victory. Right. Rocky went the distance with Apollo Creed and that was it. That's all he wanted to do was to go the distance. He wanted to impress Adrian. That was, so like the whole thing, you know, he's Adrian, Adrian. <laughs> They're announcing the thing, you know, uh, Apollo's out there like, you know, yeah, he won by split decision. That's not where the focus of the ending was. The focus of the ending was that he had gone the distance. Mm-hmm. So I think that Creed three is a moral victory in that in, in a similar way where we're not caring about, about Adonis reclaiming the the championship title from dame we're not like that's not that's not what it is it's a it's about these two men that have this history Mm -hmm. and so they are and so they are fighting one another but they're fighting but really they're fighting themselves and they're fighting the younger version of the yeah. other of the other person and so the, and so who wins at the end really doesn't matter because what it what is actually creating between them is like you said earlier like that respect mm-hmm. is about that is about that respect it's about that you got your thing that you that you wanted you got to become champion but mm-hmm. then we also got to work out this thing between the two of us and then also uh, Apollo, or excuse me, Adonis's, which I guess is also still Apollo's legacy, with his daughter, yeah. um, being able, her being in in the ring, like at the end, and they're and they're fighting and they're whatever. Yeah. That's that is the the scene where that could where, become another franchise within it because people are speculating. That, oh my goodness! I hope <laughs> that it could does. become another I franchise. <laughs> I want the Amara movie. Yeah. That's what I want. I want the Amara Creed saga. Mm-hmm. Give me, give me, give me at least three of them movies. Yeah, because that that ba- that baby was on point. I loved she her. Was she was ready. she was probably my fa- she was my favorite part of of the whole of the whole movie. I loved her. That baby that that actress. She was really good. But that but that relationship between between Apollo and and his daughter or, or excuse me Adonis and his yeah. daughter. And at the end, you know, they they in the ring and they fight and stuff. To me, that is that is Adonis's like his Adrian scene mm. of like of like this is where the victory is. It's not like the bell is whatever this is this is the thing the so that, three, that was really what i love the creed three and rocky one parallels are really there. there there's there's a lot of a lot of parallels between those two movies um and now getting to a favorite character um I, I would go with damien because this was a character that was really chasing a possession of power that he had been dreaming of for years and the performance was, was just so precise and controlled in, 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 in totality damien he was uninterested in convention and just really on just uh the different and unique about about getting his his way uh to the title but to you who was your overall favorite character in this movie man i think i think it was the baby like i said i think i think it was amara i think it's her name i just i really i really liked um how they how they foregrounded her in her in her journey Mm -hmm. as being um as being a deaf child and dealing with things that we maybe all have dealt with at certain points dealing with bullying she goes to the school for the deaf she's being she's being bullied by a fellow deaf deaf classmate and so she's having to navigate that and then she's got that she's got that creed in her where she's she she like her daddy (laughs) she she like her daddy she get it from her daddy she want to fight everybody she wants to use her fist instead of instead of working through her emotions and then kind of what that also means for adonis as a parent what that what that's doing with with bianca um and then i guess i guess my second favorite character um with that i also have to say uh bianca because i've because Bianca does the the whole the whole black woman thing of like getting her man in line like he's like he's acted a fool yeah. and she's like I like I know that you're not that you're not acting like this and and I I just I've always I I, I love Tessa Thompson yeah. and so yeah yeah and that and that's another character like Tessa Thompson she's had an evolution within the Creed series because you know 
from the first one, her and, her and Adonis formed a later connection in the second one. Like, the hearing issues became a bigger deal. Like, what are your thoughts on how she's evolved in this Creed series and just what she's been able to do throughout each film? Yeah, so like I said, I love Tessa. And if there's anything that I would critique this film series about um, is that the thing that I think that it's like Rocky in um, that I think is a negative is that it is that it underutilizes the women. Mm. It does better Um the Creed franchise does a lot better, like, you know, with Felicia Rashad, with right. Tessa Thompson, utilizing them. But it still really feels like a boys club um, a little bit. And so, um, and I hope that, the, that with the introduction of, of the child, that, the, that, that they'll be able to break some of that a little bit and really have, like, you know, a fighting movie, a bossy movie about about a, about a woman, about a young yeah. woman or whatever. But I think that um, I, I really love, I really love the character of Bianca. And I really what what little we get of her what what i feel like is comparably little that we get of her um i i really like the evolution and the depth and the nuance to which um tessa thompson plays plays her um you know, and she and she's very good, and it's no shade on her. I, I think it would would have been interesting for them to get a deaf actress, for them to get someone who had the same who had the same right. condition. Um, because as far as I know, I don't think that 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 is Tessa Thompson. Like, I, I'm pretty sure that she yeah. doesn't that she doesn't no. have hearing loss. So I wish that they would have gotten like a hard of hearing actress, or mm-hmm. um, I can understand where it might have been difficult to get to get a deaf actress, mm-hmm. um, to be able to play because it's because it's a progressive hearing loss. So that so they might not have been able, um, to to. Have have a deaf actress play that but somebody who is hard of hearing or somebody who who has um the same condition or has a similar condition I, I would have liked to have seen that but i think that just seeing um that actress really take a role that um could have just been very superfluous could have just been this is the girlfriend this is the baby mama this is you know the wife or whatever and really she could have just been kind of background or whatever um thompson really really gives her a depth and and the chemistry that she has with michael b jordan it really gives that character a depth um that i don't think that that many that many um actresses would have been able to to pull off and to have the to have the depth where you feel like even though she's on screen very little, you feel like you know that character. You feel like she's somebody that you that you know and that you're rooting for and, and rocking yeah. with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and now getting into most memorable scenes, I had uh, Adonis and Damien's first meeting. Also, Damien uh, fights dirty and sparring. Uh, Damien trying to convince Adonis to take a chance on him as an underdog. Uh, the, the Damien and, and Lopez title fight. Also, Adonis confronting uh, Damien. Uh, Adonis and Bianca's argument. Marianne's death. And then finally, Adonis and Damien's uh, ending fight. Um, and, and one of the scenes in the Adonis and Damien fight, and I think it was in that second or third round when they like take the crowd out and they're just, mm-hmm. just him and Adonis like, yeah. with, with the bars. I felt like that was mm-hmm. very symbolic of just, it wasn't a regular fight. It, it was more so yeah. of a symbolic fight as well of their past mm-hmm. and what they were going through. Um, to you, what were some of your memorable scenes in, in this film overall, or maybe some of the standouts? So yeah, that scene where they're where they're fighting, they're at Dodger Stadium and they're yeah. fighting, and then the crowd drops out, and it's just the two of them. It's like the second or third round, they're fighting, and the and you get maybe maybe five minutes, five seven minutes of just them fighting, and then all of a sudden, boom, you're you're like in, in the twelfth round. round. <laughs> like it's it's like it's like, it's like it's done. <laughs> it's like it's like the the fight is almost over. Yeah, that scene that scene was so beautifully shot. I thought thought, and I feel like that Creed um definitely like with some of the boxing and that type of stuff is very different than the rock the shots and everything are very different than um the rocky franchise so you get a lot of shots where um so like rocky you're getting a lot of like wide shots of the actors in the in the ring fighting one another you're getting a lot of close-ups of 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 impact and stuff creed does a lot of a lot of kind of perspective shots where you're where you're seeing the cameras tight on the person usually on adonis that's fighting and he's punching and the camera is is very is very static yeah. is very and it's it's a very kind of smooth kind of fluid thing and then you maybe get some scenes that it, that it pans to somebody else but the but the um but the the action and stuff is is i always felt like that that, that 
in the first two movies that that was like just a really groundbreaking way and then also um some of the some of the slow frame rate where you, they get punched and so then of course you you see like the lips moving yeah. and like the sp- <laughs> and the sweat and the spit like that that sort of view that that really high frame rate type of thing mm-hmm. this took it to like that that scene just took it to a whole different to a whole different level where it almost i've I've seen i think people have compared it to like anime like to me it feels almost like a comic book in some in some ways where and it's not comic book as in like campy um it's not comic book as in like you know like you're seeing like pow and bang and that type of stuff but just very much it's very focused on on the action Mm. of them fighting and it just it was so it was just so beautifully it was so beautifully um it was so beautifully shot like i like i really expected them i expected them to start flying like i expected <laughs> honestly it, at that yeah, like at that I, like that was that was how that, that like it took a lot of things even just like from from like comic book movies mm-hmm. just like just the, the the way that the action was done and it was it was just shot so beautiful i i love that and then there's also a scene um where during dame's fight whenever whenever um whenever dame fights el tigre and the and so uh, adonis goes into the locker room and he's talking to dame and he's yeah. whatever you know and they're doing kind of what they had done like whenever they were kids and so then there's a scene where so there's a part where adonis is walking out getting ready to walk out of the room and stop. dame is standing up and so they stop mm-hmm. and so then the screen is split and you've got green on one side and yellow like the backlight they're yeah. kind of backlit you got green on one side and yellow on the other side and they are looking at each other but there's a wall there so they're looking at the wall but they're looking at each other yeah. again that felt that felt very comic book that felt very oh, yeah. like very much like a like a like a comic book like the, like a frame that would have that would have been taken um out of a comic book or whatever like that i i really i really um i really liked that shot um and then also the scenes um with the young actors um the the flashback scenes that we got of of young adonis yeah, and the opening scene. um the opening scene and then some of those and then some of those scenes just with those those young actors um those young actors were incredible um you know those those young men um who played the younger the younger versions of them um were were very well cast and i felt that way about the first movie the the little adonis that we get in the first in the first scene um they've always done a good job of um casting young actors for this for this franchise so those that those were some of my my most kind of memorable scenes out of the out of the thing yeah definitely we're gonna take a quick break we'll be right back Welcome back to the show. And now we're getting to the second half of our topics. And to start with the most memorable quotes I had, I'm going to get there one day. I'm going to get there. Also, it's not only about power, it's time, it's speed. Um, be careful what you wish for. I left boxing, but boxing didn't leave me. Also, he got it the hard way. He earned it. Um, and he's telling you who he is. Believe him. Also, I'm coming for it all. And then finally, you know where to find me uh, if you need me. Um, to you, what were the memorable quotes in this one for you? And maybe some of the ones that kind of like, you know, resonated the most with you? Oh, that's a really good question. I'm always so bad at like thinking about like what quotes <laughs> I are. I think you said that like, for the last review you're on. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I was like, I'm like, I, and I should have known. Like, I should have been like, I, I needed to have been like, okay, let me let me think about let me think about quotes because I also like you know, wrote right. reviews and stuff for. It. I'm like, man, I should I should like thought about some quotes. Let me let me think about this. I think more more of it in like just in terms of of scenes and, and it was a scene right. that he had um with uh with his mom with felicia rashad Mm -hmm. and um she's talking to him and like and like you're showing him all the stuff like all the letters and stuff that she that she had kept that she had kept from him and just like their their exchange and stuff between with the the exchange between the two of them um during that scene of course you know he said uh, uh, uh donna said some things that he regretted but just like that that I, for me what resonated for me in that in that particular scene and i wish i could remember like like what she said but it was this whole thing of like she essentially was tr- like like she peeped game on dame like she real like she's you know she saw what he was saying to adonis and was just sort of like i'm like you know i'm keeping this for me like like he, she was trying she like she was trying to she felt like she was trying to protect him like she was right. trying to protect him and protect his future mm-hmm. and to and to keep him um from feeling like he like he owed 
like he owed Dame something. Um, and I just, and I felt like that that was just like that, that wisdom that, that black mothers often um, give or black aunties, mm-hmm. black, black grandmothers, that sort of, that sort of thing of, you know, it, and sometimes they make decisions like that for us. Yeah. And um, sometimes, and I've had that in my own life where, where decisions were made, were made for me and they weren't the best and it wasn't the best decision. You know, it wasn't the best decision um, to say, Oh, well maybe like, I'm going to keep from you, you know, that, that this, that this thing is happening, that this thing that's like really important to your life is, is yeah. going on. Um, so there is, so there's kind of like that double, that double side to that um, because in another way, like, you know, Apollo or excuse me, I keep on wanting to call him Apollo Adonis. <laughs> there's, I keep on wanting to call want to call him Apollo <laughs> for whatever reason. Like I, like I know he's not Apollo, but, but Adonis, I think that there's that that just that whole like interplay of a mother like trying to protect her son, trying to mm. ensure her son's future, but then also somewhat there being a misstep in there because if if Donnie had had that information, if he had if he had had those letters, he might have he might have interacted with Dame with Dame differently. He might have yeah. seen Dame differently Different if he had if he had had those things. If he had had that interaction, but just but just like that that whole interplay of the two of them going back and forth about about Dame and about the past and and about the future and all that other type of stuff. That that was something that really that really profoundly um stuck out to me. But also the quotes that, that you that you said. Um the because I believe it was it was uh Lil Duke that said that he's showing you who he yeah, is. Yeah, I thought that was, was a was, huge I thought that was that, a huge yeah huge quote. That was I mean, a huge like, moment. Yeah a really really huge moment because Adonis I he kinda had the blinders on when it came to Damien. He, he, there were moments where he just didn't want to believe that this was a guy who was coming in the wrong way, coming in a forceful way. He already wanted a title fight from the the moment that he, he talked mm-hmm. to him. And he told, Donna told him like, that's just not how it works. Like it, 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 there's a natural progression and you're going to have to mm-hmm. uh, learn the hard way. But another question I had was, especially with what we saw, what, we, what we've seen this year, honestly, Jonathan Majors, even in the Ant-Man movie. And then now with this film, like what are your thoughts on his progression as an actor and, just what what else is for him because he's also going to be in a upcoming Spike Lee uh, Spike Lee film and it seems like he's really in a in a zone of just getting more opportunities and even um, just more chances with elite actors and directors. Yeah, you know what I love I really love that for him. Um, whenever I whenever I interviewed him, he really seems like a very sensitive introverted they both were just i was surprised at how down to earth they both were Mm. um like i mean it easily could be just like oh these are these are dudes that i could just you know be kicking it with or whatever um but i i really hope that he is able um to preserve that of him of himself and he you know he doesn't he did he never struck me as like the type of person because like i because whenever i interviewed him i like asked him about you know, like the ebony shoot like whatever and he was just really just kind of you know demure or whatever mm-hmm. about it like michael was you know cat called him and like whatever he was just really just sort of like <laughs> you know yeah like i don't even really think about stuff like that because i because i told him you know whenever i went to go see whenever i went to go screen creep three um the theater that i was at that i whenever i i came up the the escalator there was a big Creed three poster. So it was him as Dame. Then like on the, then like facing it, like on the other side, there's, there's a poster of Kang. Mm. Then there's, you know, there's, there's Adonis and then there's K and yeah. like, it was it's just, it, it was, <laughs> he was, every, he was everywhere. And then of course that's, that was during the, like whenever the Ebony shoot was first coming out. Yeah. So it was like, literally I was seeing him every, everywhere. And he re- really just was, seemed to be like untouched and kind of unfazed by it. Just kind of, it was sort of like, you know, I don't even really think about it like that. You know, I'm not really thinking about competing about uh, competing with myself. So I really hope that, you know, he keeps, he's able to keep um, that, that purity and stuff about him that, and not to say that, you know, he would all of a sudden become like haughty and, and big headed or like whatever. Um, but just being able to um, stay, you know, keep, up with those caliber of roles and keeping up with 
um, you know, just, just like, just who he is. Cause I think that that's, yeah. you know, more than, more than him winning, like, you know, Oscars, more than him winning Golden Globes and awards and accolades, mm-hmm. um, really just being able to see him have a, him and, and really, you know, any black actor, just being able to have a full career right. and being able to, to experience a range of stuff so you know not being typecast always being typecast is like the muscle or like the this or the heavy or whatever really being able to see him because he he really um you can tell that this is like an art for him oh yeah and so um something that he that he said in our interview that i thought was really great because something that he whenever he was uh, responding to my like oh my gosh you're everywhere type of thing is that he was like you know it's it's not very often that whenever we do these things that, that, that both of those got that, that like you know, the, the characters that he creates, that they get to be in the world at the same time. He's like, you, mm-hmm. know, you sometimes, sometimes one guy is, you know, on his, on his way out the door while the other one is coming in. And so it's, it's very rare, rare that they're, that they're in the same place at, at the same, at the same time. And so, you know, for him, he really sees like, you know, that these characters or whatever, there's, there's something that, that brings healing to him in being able to getting, getting, healing by playing whatever the whatever healing that the character has to offer getting that healing from from the character and then and then letting them go um but then they're also kind of like it, that that character like you know dame or kang or whatever it's like you know, a friend it's like somebody that they that they know that's out there right. in the world and people and people are talking about them and so he just really seems to approach um his acting with a level of of artistry and with a level of a thought and i really just hope that that he's able that you know the Hollywood thing doesn't become the Hollywood thing. Like it does, you know, yeah. for some actors, a lot like, of actors fall into that for, for a lot of actors. It just becomes the Hollywood thing. And it's like, cool. I'm just going to play the same role forever. And I'm just going <laughs> to constantly be the, the same. Checks. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep taking it, taking it them checks. Like, I mean, and it's, and no, and no shade on the rock at all, but the rock, he <laughs> That's found, <what> we're mentioning. <laughs> the, the rock, Vin Diesel, they have found, their character yep, they have found who they're gonna play they're comfortable and you know what rock the rock money is long um then diesel money long mm-hmm. like i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna i'm not i'm not shading them for that but and, and not say and i'm not even you know shading their acting or whatever in that right. um but i really but i really hope um that that for jonathan that he's really able to like get those just really good challenging um roles and, and stuff and it's it's just it's been so it's been so great um just it, it feels like you know because and i don't and i i hadn't really known much about him really i think i think i think i became aware of him and i never got i haven't watched this yet and people are going to take my black card but love lovecraft country was oh, where yeah. i had really started to hear about him i haven't actually watched it um i hadn't actually watched it yeah i guess now the series is over i can i can watch it but i but it came out at a, at a time where i wasn't able to watch a whole lot of new shows so i so i wasn't able to really get into it mm-hmm. um but it he he seems like i think by a lot of outside standards oh you know he's just like this really quick rising star um but i know that he's that he's been at it you know for for a minute so oh, i yeah. really hope i really hope that 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 really pays off um for him because i think that that for for michael b jordan um it's really it's really been paying off i mean you know, he's he was a child actor mm-hmm. and um he was able to to make that that transition from from child actor um, to to a, a young adult to a, an adult actor um, and was able to do that uh, I think relatively like Seamlessly. without a lot of yeah. without a lot of drama without it with a lot without a lot of without a whole lot of you know, other other stuff and so I really hope um, that that he also that that Jonathan also gets um, those opportunities to really you know build into. I, I hope I hope that we see him in stuff that you know in in ten years we're like oh my gosh the guy where where it's like wow the dude who played Kang <laughs> and who played and Dame and Creed three and play who that. played. <laughs> And who played um what 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 was he called the the one who remains the guy who played that mm. is also playing like some other like crazy role and people are like 
what like that's the mm-hmm. same guy like that like that sort of thing where yeah. you're like where you're like wait a minute that hold up that's the same dude he played that guy and he played this what mm-hmm. like I, I hope that we see that oh, yeah. um out of him absolutely um and now getting to kind of like what did you like the most about this storyline um to me how you know bringing in a brother like close friend of adonis's and, and making the title fight not just one of opposition but of you know deep-rooted venom and a long history i thought it was it was a really interesting um, element of this storyline uh, to you what particular element of the storyline uh, did you kind of like the most um i really again i really liked seeing adonis as like a family man yeah. and um and really thriving in that role like there's a scene toward the beginning when like he's asleep and and his kid comes in and is all like you know poking. I could re I I overstand that. I've got two kids. I overstand that. But then like you know she's she's begging him to do something. And then he goes and and then the next thing you see him, he's like dressed up in like a dinosaur like onesie pajama thing and is having a tea party. And um, I love that. I loved that. I loved being able to see fatherhood and particularly like black fatherhood portrayed portrayed in such a way um that it that it felt it felt real it felt authentic like you know my I, I think about my husband uh playing like my little pony with with my daughters and stuff and you know them they he never makes them feel like the things that they're asking of him that he's that he's too manly or too whatever to, to do those things if they if they if they're if they want to put barrettes in his hair then okay he's gonna like he's gonna sit there and, and let them, like, he's gonna sit there and okay they're gonna they're gonna style his hair they're gonna put barrettes in his hair they're gonna he's gonna go and he's gonna play my little pony monopoly with them and oh okay he wants they he they want him they want him to paint their fingernails so he's going to sit and help them paint their little <laughs> fingernails or whatever and so being able to see being able to see that and be able to see a, a black man um doing that um on the black on the big screen i just i thought that that was that that was that that element of the of the movie was so important yeah um definitely and before we get to our last topic the the conversation around sylvester stallone not being in this film and obviously that being so different for them because he was in he was in the first two as Adonis's trainer. Like I almost feel as though it, it was a necessary progression for mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan and this character to kind of like show that he can stand alone without him. Cause that was a big looming shadow in the first film and even the second one when you mm-hmm. still have Sylvester Stallone and, and, and that and that Rocky influence. So to you, what were your thoughts on Sylvester Stallone like not being in this one and and that kind of like being a huge shift from what we're used to seeing in the series? I didn't miss him at all. And I, I think I agree with what you said is like, I think that it's sort of a natural progression mm-hmm. that Adonis would, would come from underneath Rocky would come like that, that he's, he's doing his own thing. Rocky's in Philly, Rocky, Rocky's got his gym. He got his, his he's got his whatever. And then of course, Adonis, he's from LA he would it would be natural that he would be part of the Delphi gym in some sort of way. So I mean, I didn't I didn't miss him in this movie. Now, if there's a Creed four, if there's a Creed five, is there a point where maybe we get an update on Rocky? I think um, it maybe where we yeah, where where happen. we hear like whether it's oh you know Rocky Rocky has passed away or whether it's oh you know Rocky's with his son in Seattle or whatever it is. I think that. But I think that this movie, it was necessary for this movie for like Rocky to not even, I mean, the, I feel like that the most of Rocky really that we even got was the connection was, was, was Drago showing was, yeah. was, um, was, um, uh, um, it's not Ivan. What's his name? Um, I can't think of it. I can't. I can't think of it. But Dra- but Drago, Drago, Victor, yeah, Victor. Yeah. I was like, I kept on wanting to jump up with, jump out with Ivan. And I'm like, no, that's that's the daddy, Victor Drago. Dra- I loved how they incorporated Victor Drago in this movie. I love I loved that because I loved that storyline. Like as much as I hated the original Rocky Four, I loved the storyline of of the Dragos in in creed 2 and i feel like that creed 2 even kind of maybe redeemed a little bit of rocky 4 for me but but i love that they that they didn't just say 
but they just didn't say like oh okay drago like okay that was like a thing but they brought him back in you know creed's dude is gonna fight drago then drago gets hurt and then creed like trains with like whatever creed trained with drago i was like duh he's he's in there (laughs) training with drago oh my gosh like i love that and then um you know because i because i don't really follow like I don't follow professional. I I used to follow professional boxing, like whenever I was like young. Because anytime anybody was fighting at my house, like we was we was watching the fights. Like we was we was watching. We were watching Mike Tyson. We were watching George Foreman. We were watching Evander Holyfield. Like that was like an event, um, in my house. But I haven't followed professional boxing in a while, and especially like women's boxing. But there, but I know that the woman trainer that, uh that creed had she i'm pretty sure she's an actual like pro boxer yeah. was an actual pro boxer i love that they had a woman training him um i love that but but, but man whatever but whatever old boy rolled up and he and he was fighting drago again i was like and drago was giving him the stuff mm. i was like yes this is this is wonderful so i i loved i loved that element so so rocky was was there in spirit yeah because there was this there was the spirit of drago and then of course rock this the spirit of rocky is there because we're talking we're talking about apollo still so like you know the the move that movie um there um there was still conversation and stuff about apollo and so i think that um so i think that sylvester stallone like not being in the movie um it it didn't hurt the movie but i felt like it, it allowed rocky to be there in some ways in spirit but to not actually like be there like taking up space in the movie and this really truly being about creed because the other movies were like they were about creed but they were also about rocky yeah this is like this is a fat this is creed (laughs) that's it that's it that's it that's all that's all that's all we got is creed And and i really appreciated that definitely um and now and now getting to to our next topic uh we always do this 10 years from now, like, do you still think this will be watched when intriguing? And obviously with it just coming out, a lot of people are going to have thoughts on how it will age. I definitely think with just the nuance of, of showing the, the, the father uh, that Adonis has become, the, the, um, the, the evolved husband, and just like what he's having to do in the next phase of his career, um, channeling that and then, and then bringing Damien in and, and kind of uh, fighting his, his past demons was something that I, I think is really going to be interesting to watch years from now. Um, but, but how do you think, uh, this movie will age another decade from now. Oh, I think that this movie will age really well. I think, I think that it, um, that it deals with a lot of these different topics with incarceration, yep. with all that other type of stuff. It deals, it deals with those things in a way that is sensitive, but isn't also um, heavy-handed to the point where you know some of the stuff that, that they could say. You know, now like like there there are moments where we could say okay well maybe this was a missed opportunity they really could have talked about mass incarceration a lot more they could have talked about like some of the unfairness mm-hmm. um but then i think with that 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 would have had a potential um to potentially age the movie um if we're looking at it you know say 20 years later and different things with mass incarceration maybe change or maybe get worse or right. even just like the, the even just like around language like the language we use and stuff um about those realities might might shift and so that would date it so i think that that the the, the themes the themes are pretty timeless the themes of of redemption the themes of of um where you come from mm-hmm. and your past and and animosity toward bad blood like that type of thing those those are those are timeless things right definitely um and and, and i had a couple of bonus questions obviously like with this creed film where where do you think it ranks among the other the other Creed films? Because because to me, I like that the first one is still a, a very influential one of the best sports movies I've seen. I think with, with what Ryan Coogler did, shifting into a different and di- different story with, with Apollo's son was was really was really phenomenal. Um, the second one is probably like my least favorite out of all 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 the Creed films. I think Creed and Creed three are the top ones. But to you, where would you rank this among the other Creed films? Ooh, oh my goodness. So I something that I didn't say earlier is that I also think that um Creed Three really kind of redefines what sports movies are. Like yes. and what sports movies way. can be. Um, I think that it that it really it ups the ante for like I I think that we're gonna see a lot of sports movies 
start coming off like superhero movies like and not superhero movies like in the way that like oh you know the the action and stuff is like oh these people are superhuman but just like some of that comic book type More stuff like anime that anime yeah. that that anime influence for some of the action like i think that we're gonna start i think that creed 3 is gonna is gonna start a trend of that mm. um but as far as it ranks among the creed movies you know that's that's really hard because i feel like that all three of the movies is really are, are really strong and honestly probably um I would say that that for me, Creed One probably ranks at the bottom of the Creed movies. Really, and I, and I'm saying and I'm saying <laughs> wow. that, but that's but that's like that's like hard to say. That's <laughs> like it's like it's like if I had to choose, I would be like, like if I had to choose. If I was like, okay, what's the week like? Okay, Creed One. Like I, I would have to say because I just really felt like that this movie was so strong. And then the story of Creed Two, like I mean, again, it's Drago. It's this whole. It's yeah. the whole thing. It's the whole. The you know they. He's trying to impress. He's trying to impress his wife, and she and he trying to impress his mama, and she don't mm. care unless he win it. And then and then, um, Adonis is in there trying to avenge his daddy and trying to not be like his daddy, and the whole throwing in the towel thing and like like throw in the towel and then and then like some, <laughs> so, like from 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 rocky four and then that and then that comes in and so then somebody finally like throws in the towel and there's like all this respect between between rocky and ivan drago and like there's just all this mm-hmm. stuff and so it's so it's like there's so there's, it hits like so many things for me that i'm like i can't be like this is Checks the worst boxes. one yeah. It che- it checks it checks the boxes. Yeah. I can't be like, oh, this is this is the worst one. Um, so I don't know. That's that's like hard. But I guess if I if I had to rank them, I would rank them like three three two one like like that. And that's and that's hard. That's that's very that's very hard. I don't feel like that three question was fair. Three one at the bottom. Oh my goodness. Put, I but, but, I mean, it's not, but like the but like the bottom isn't the bottom. Yeah. Like it's it's all, not saying that this is like it's not the bottom. Right. It's just. It's just like if you are forced to rank them, what would you rank them as? And that would, and that's just the one that I would that I had to okay, that one that was got that was like like if it's like one's got to go, okay, I I guess it's Creed One. But like I don't really want Creed One to go, right? Like it's like that. You definitely don't want that to go. <laughs> <laughs> um and and to close it out, also I had top three favorite Rocky movies. Um I'd go with the first one. Uh, Rocky three number two. I think that one is. I would think. I think Mr. T did a phenomenal. Had a phenomenal villain villain role in that, and that's a highly rewatchable one. And then and then Rocky two as the last one. I think that one bringing the the sequel with with um with Rocky and Apollo was was really intriguing. I, I don't think it had the same as strong elements as the first one, but but I do think it was a good sequel. Uh, what would be your kind of top three favorite Rocky movies? Oh my goodness! You asking the hard question. Last one. Last one. <laughs> so, so, so for you asking the hard question. So, first of all, I, I have a I have a philosophy about the Rocky movies. So, first of all, I don't think that you can that you can compare that you can fairly compare any of the sequels, but especially three through five and Rocky Balboa, I don't think that you can compare those mm-hmm. to Rocky because, because the original Rocky, it was probably one of the last like golden age of cinema movies ever right. created. Like it, like it feels, it feels very much like a golden age of cinema movies. So it has like a lot of the storytelling conventions, a lot of the, a lot of just the way that it was shot. And so, cause I, cause I think that some, some even film scholars are kind of put some of the golden age I think Rocky two came out in like 76. It references the bicentennial. So it was either 76 or 77. I can't remember if it was one of those that was shot before it came out Mm. and the year and, and where they said it or whatever. So anyway, but I think that, that it kind of was like one of the last um, golden age, um, truly kind of golden age movies. So I just don't think that we can, that we can fairly compare it. Rocky two is kind of this bridge between it feels, it feels still feels like a golden age movie, but it also still feels, it starts to feel a little bit like a movie, like what we sort of started to go into, into the Mm eighties. Wherever you get to Rocky three, Rocky three, the story, Rocky three, Rocky four, um, and Rocky five, the storytelling is so different. 
um yes. that rocky rocky three feels so much like an 80s movie um that it's just that it's just it's, it's so it's so very it's so very different so um so all of it to say that like I feel like that that Rocky kind of stands by itself, and mm. like you, you can't really rank yeah, or can or compare it because it because it's so it's so different and it's so different from it's so different from all the other movies, and it's so different from from anything else that it's really that it's really hard to compare it. Um, my personal favorite out of all of the Rocky franchise movies, my personal favorite is Rocky Three. Mm. Um, I I That's really. really good. I really like the storyline. I really, I really like Clubber Lang. I feel like that Dame has a lot. It's very similar to Clubber Lang. Yeah. Um, there are Impressive. similarities there um, to to Clubber Lang. Um, but three is my is my personal favorite. I I like the story of some that basically Rocky's like this dude that like you know, he's won, he's done all the thing. He's living, he's living at the top of the world. And then something comes along that he, like, he actually has to fight and actually has to win for. And I love, and I love, um, the interplay, like the evolution of, um, Rocky and Apollo's relationship in that. I think that that's, I feel like that that's the best movie of that, that really plays that, that friendship. So that's, so that's my, that's my top rocky movie of course like rocky is like yeah the, like that just is inevitable but i'm not <laughs> but i'm not gonna count that because i feel like it's a different movie so rocky three is is my favorite um is my is my favorite i would rank rocky two as second and then um i would probably don't say rocky, five. Don't say rocky. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say Rocky Five. I'm not gonna say Rocky Five, even though like y'all, y'all gotta, y'all gotta, y'all got to get get up off that movie's head because Rocky don't don't criticize Rocky Four. Whatever Rocky Five. Whatever Rocky Four. The original Rocky Four is right there. But no. But my but my my third favorite um, is is the recut of Rocky Four. Because that that's again, like if you haven't seen it, you've got to see it. It's it, it does Sylvester Stallone did for that what, what Coppola did for for um Godfather Three. And actually just an aside, um, I'm pretty sure that Coppola has actually kind of scrubbed the original Godfather Three. It's not available yeah, anywhere I'll, for for streaming. You can you can own you can only see coda that's the that's yeah. the only one um that you can watch anymore probably rightly so but that's but that's another that's uh, godfather is another one, one day we have to talk about godfather, yeah. oh, I love the godfather. we haven't even done the third um, one you're definitely going to be on for that one <laughs> yeah yeah like so so i i love i love the godfather yeah. um also but anyway so i would say so i would say my third favorite is the recut of rocky four but then also rocky five is my is my third favorite one. So just so y'all are just gonna have to deal <laughs> with that because that movie is not nearly as bad as y'all want. She's it to a Rocky be. Five fan, not me. <laughs> I'm Rocky, I'm, so I'm not a Rocky Five fan. I just I'm not a Rocky Five fan. I just hate the original Rocky Four that much. Mm. Like that's like that's it's not even about it. it's not about liking Rocky Five. It's about hating the original Rocky Four. Like that's that's really that's really what it's about. But then like putting Creed in there, Lord, like I can't. It's like it's like choosing it's choosing my children. I put Creed three. I put Creed three up next to like if you're gonna say these boxing movies, not even like the world, but just like the, you know these these movies that are that are what they are. I feel like that Creed three is up there, um, is not far behind the original the original Rocky in in what it does. I mean Creed three doesn't exist without Rocky, without the original Rocky movie or the the rest of the franchise. But I I put Creed three up there um with rocky with rocky one um i would put i would put creed two i I would say like rocky the original rocky and creed three like i would kind of put those because those are so different than the other movies in the franchise Mm -hmm. and i feel like that they're franchise defining that you can't that you really can't compare them to the other ones right but then creed but then creed two it for me is next to is next to rocky three um creed one is next to the recut it actually no it's above the recut of rocky of rocky four the recut of rocky four rocky rocky five 
Um, and then, and then the, and then the rest of them, the Rock, of Rocky two, Rocky 2's in there. Rocky two, Rocky two is probably below Creed one, but, uh, but, but I, I don't know. Man, these rankings even, are even, complex. These rankings these are, are complex. It's complex. When you combine the Rocky and Creed films together, it's, it gets really complex. It gets complex. <laughs> it, gets, it gets complex. I mean, yeah. it's like, are you rating rating originals, rating sequels against one another, yeah. ratings the sequels of the sequels? So I haven't even. I, so I actually like Rocky Balboa, except for the end. Like, I think that the fight is, mm. is ignorant. I think I actually I actually like Rocky Balboa. I just think that the fight I think that the the fight is contrived. Yeah, the fight. Um, is. I would have the fight is completely just pointless or whatever. <laughs> like what? Like this? Like he's he's a hundred years old. Yeah, and why, you have why him is in he, here. It's Antonio. And then like <laughs> and then like it was like the dude like hurt his arm or something like that. So then like the guy has like a like he hurt some like appendage or something like that. Yeah. So the dude is even fighting at like a hundred percent, and it's like. They didn't. They could. They could have just kept that. that. But I. But I like the story. I like the evolution of being able to see Rocky. Because one thing that I think that Rocky Five um, did that I didn't like that Rocky Five. I liked the whole kind of he's a this superhero and then he falls from he doesn't fall from grace, but he loses all of his money and he's and he's got like all these injuries and that type of stuff. Um, but I felt like that that they shouldn't have had him fall like quite as hard, like financially. Um, I think that they should have left him with a little bit of something. Um, but I like that Rocky that that Rocky Balboa um puts him keeps him in his old neighborhood in in philly in north philly Mm -hmm. and then also gives him where he where he does like you you see like in you know the the um you know 16 years since rocky five he does find a way to get back on his feet is he as rich as he was before whenever he was fighting no but like you know he's 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 living in some sort of like modest type of thing. And, and so it feels, it feels less bad. It feels less worse than yeah. like, Oh, you're just like, you're just poor and you've got this thing that you're not even supposed to be able to fight anymore. And like, mm-hmm. whatever. And that Rocky five leaves it, leaves it out. I didn't like that part, but anyway. Yeah. So, so Rocky Balboa doesn't there are get, rankings. <laughs> doesn't get their, their rankings. So like Rocky Balboa, Rocky Balboa, these these were these were shine except for the fight mm-hmm. cut the fight out yeah but the rest that, that of it to go <laughs> that, need, that whole that that, that whole the that, whole fight could have gone yeah well ali it has been an absolute pleasure having you on for this review and thank you so much for, for being gracious with your time yeah yeah it was i, I was i remember you messaged me i was like oh yes i'm gonna talk about creep through yes i want to talk about rocky oh yes yes yeah. but yeah whenever, whenever y'all talk about god whenever y'all talk about godfather oh yes like, I, that's coming i, I want to I be i want to be there Absolutely. Definitely. Well, that wraps it up for tonight. I'm your host, Wendy Burns. This has been Full Scope. See you later.